This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, when we last spoke to Niall Stanage last Thursday, the Kevin McCarthy saga was continuing. McCarthy was seeking to be elected Speaker of the House of Representatives, a very powerful position in Washington, third in line to the presidency. In fact, after the vice president, Nancy Pelosi was Speaker for a long time, and McCarthy had been expected to be elected by the Republicans who had a slim majority after the midterm elections. However, Things didn't go well for McCarthy, and for the first time in 100 years, a speaker was not elected on the first attempt to do so. In fact, it took 15 attempts before a group of hard-right enemies of his agreed, because of deals that he'd done with them, to give him the votes required, and that hadn't happened since before the American Civil War. It's a remarkable outcome, and we're joined now from Washington by Niall Stanich, who is Associate Editor of The Hill, respected Washington newspaper, and White House columnist for The Hill as well. Niall, when we spoke to you last week, it seemed as if McCarthy's chances were receding, and nothing much happened to change that. But he got over the line at half past midnight on Friday, and is now the Speaker But how did he do it? He did it by a combination of uh, wearing the rebels down just by attrition and the passage of time, but more to the point by offering them a number of uh, important concessions, the kind of concessions that he had said he was not going to offer. The most uh, spectacular or interesting one of those, Eamon, is a measure that would allow a vote on deposing the Speaker to go forward if only one Republican were to request such a vote. Now, that, of course, doesn't mean that McCarthy would ultimately lose the vote, but it does put him in a very uh, tentative or fragile position as he moves forward into his Speakership. Yes, and the irony of this is that many of those on the right, on the right, the hard right of the party, I'm talking about people like Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, are really hard right. They would have supported, some of them, Marjorie Taylor Greene for sure, 
those who were engaged in the insurrection on January the 6th, 2021. And here they were on January the 6th, 2023, having this spectacular victory. And for example, Jim Jordan from Ohio, congressman from Ohio, it looks now, because the other bag of goodies are the chair of certain committees and places on committees. Jim Jordan may become the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, which in the light of his beliefs about democracy and the law is, to me, quite a scary prospect. How scary would it be for people, even people in his own party, that this renegade, if you like, is going to be possibly in charge of the Judiciary Committee, which has enormous power. Jim Jordan has certainly come in from the fringes, or rather the party has changed around him over the years. At one stage, the Freedom Caucus, of which Jordan is a member, was considered a sort of a Tea Party flank to the main Republican Party, and the rest of the party had, you know, the majority. That is really no longer the case, particularly in the House of Representatives. It's not that the Freedom Caucus itself has an absolute majority, but that kind of pro-Trump populism that uh, Jordan and the others you mentioned epitomize has certainly, I think, become the dominant strain in the Republican Party. Now, before any of your listeners um, write in to complain, I just better point out the the voting here was somewhat complicated in that Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene supported McCarthy from the outset here, uh, particularly in Marjorie Taylor Greene's case, because McCarthy had already promised her that she would be put back onto committees from which she had been banished uh, previously because of some of her wilder statements. Now, Matt Gates was one of the most fervent opponents of McCarthy. Um, it's not yet entirely clear really what changed Gates's mind. There was some suggestion that he had been offered a subcommittee chairmanship that is de- uh, denied by McCarthy, but certainly there was a great deal of horse trading going on. And the upshot is that that hard right flank is uh, stronger and, and has shown its strength, shown its muscle in all of this saga. Now, as we speak, it's Monday, 6 p.m. our time, 1 p.m. in Washington. Later today in Washington, what was agreed in terms of McCarthy and the speakership has to be confirmed by a vote in Congress tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And some moderate Republicans, Nancy Mace, a moderate Republican congresswoman from South Carolina, she told CBS News yesterday that she was on the fence about whether to vote for the package agreed between McCarthy and those who had sworn never to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's an interesting declaration on her part. And two other Republicans who are on the more centre-right or or moderate faction have uh, at least implied that they're unsure as to which way to vote on this issue. Officially, uh, the rules package, but essentially a vote that enshrines the things that McCarthy promised to the rebels. And to be clear, McCarthy will be speaker, whatever happens, but now it's the moderates that are flexing their muscle to some degree. Now, I am i mean, by the time your listeners hear this, they'll probably know what has happened. I would be slightly surprised if the moderates really 
pushed the point. Yes, on the one hand, they could do so. If this package were to fail, Kevin McCarthy doesn't cease to become Speaker. But I think if that happened, then what you would see would be the Matt Gateses of the world getting engaged in that tit-for-tat strategy where someone like Gates could immediately now go to the floor and say, or, or get more than a few people to go to the floor and say that they want another vote on the speakership and you'd be back into the kind of mayhem from which the House Republicans have only just emerged. Yeah, and just to be clear, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she was one of those along with Rudy Giuliani who were, as it were, supporting him in doing nothing when there was a crowd outside, out of control, looking to some of them to hang Mike Pence, the vice president, who was there to confirm the election result. Marjorie Taylor Greene believes in QAnon, the conspiracy theory. She's a fervent believer, actually. These people will now have a pivotal role because one of the agreements that our friend Kevin made with them is that it just requires one member of the Congress to object to the Speaker, to question the Speaker, and to call for his dismissal. One member of Congress can do that, which really makes the job of being Speaker, I would think, virtually impossible. Makes it very, very difficult because McCarthy is so exposed if these people on the far right or the hard right are, are displeased with him. It is the giving over of a very obvious hostage to fortune on his part. And what it means, of course, is that all of the people that you have mentioned can pursue a very hard line and can insist that McCarthy follows that line. Now, it's worth saying that the rebels were a obviously a minority of the full House membership. I mean, it was 20 members at uh, its peak that, that were opposed to McCarthy. But that now uh, becomes a sort of a coalition, a party within a party, as they used to say in the old days of left-wing British Labour Party strife. Yes. Um, uh, it becomes a party within a party that can push its own agenda and push its own priorities. And McCarthy has very little leverage to stop them. The other thing I'd say, I mean, just as a, as a broader observation, is that the past week or so has really uh, exemplified how Kevin McCarthy really doesn't imbue or instill any great fear at all in his party or in these hardliners. He has more or less capitulated to what they want. And he so he terrifies me. Yeah. And so that failure to uh, that that failure to be able to impose his will is uh, is a problem for him, I would imagine, in the near future, and we'll see how that goes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, Donald Trump was voting for the man he calls his Kevin, just mm. despite the fact that after the insurrection on January 6th, McCarthy went public and said, I'm done with that man. Mm. He's dangerous or some disparaging remark of that nature. Three weeks later, he went to Mar-a-Lago and begged for forgiveness. But, when we spoke last week, and most observers of this attempt to f- have a Congress and a Speaker had come to the conclusion that the events of last week illustrated a waning of Donald Trump's power mm. over the party and even over these rebels. Mm. What do the new circumstances mean for Donald Trump? You can look at that two ways. One is that it empowers people who are supportive of him and supportive of his uh, ideology. The other way of looking at it is that the Trump wing of the Republican Party in some ways exists um, independently of his fortunes. Just to use one example, I'm not sure how much publicity this photograph has got in Ireland or elsewhere, but there was a photograph taken from the gallery of the House of Representatives here with Marjorie Taylor Greene 
yes. put, showing her phone to another yes. rebel, a congressman by the name of Matt Rosendale. And on the phone, you could just see as the caller's ID, the letters DT, uh, yes. and it, it is purportedly Trump. Now, interesting, of course, that Trump would be calling Marjorie Taylor Greene and would be trying to talk to these other rebels. Interesting, nonetheless, that this other character, Representative Rosendale, refused to take the call at that point, sort of brushed yes. it aside and said that he didn't want to be put in that position. So I think that gives some indication of the sort of dichotomy there, where on the one hand, these people are very much aligned with the um, populist, somewhat isolationist Trump tendency, but that does not necessarily mean that he is riding high, for example, in his bid to become the 2024 nominee. Now, in the bigger picture, for the Biden administration, what does it mean now? Because the money for Ukraine, for example, that has to be legitimately delivered to the democratic process. And America has given a lot of arms and money to Ukraine, not one should say as much as President Zelensky would like. But the other thing, of course, is the debt ceiling. Mm. There is a debt ceiling that a president and an administration cannot go beyond. The Biden administration, like others before it, have gone beyond the U.S. debt ceiling for money for COVID, for example, but also for money for Ukraine. And some of these rebels who will now be in a position of power have questioned whether Ukraine should be a priority for the United States. And they, in Congress, will have to approve raising the debt ceiling. And I think that is coming up in the not-too-distant future. And they can, by refusing, close the government down. That's right. And it's uh, it's a actually very important issue. I think sometimes to people who don't follow American politics all that closely, a term like the debt ceiling is sort of arcane or obscure or, or just a bit dull sounding. But it would actually have very major impacts across the world, including on the other side of the Atlantic. To simplify this process, the debt ceiling has to be raised in order to pay debts that the American government has already incurred. The money has already been spent, whether on Ukraine or anything else, and you need to officially raise the debt ceiling in order to pay the debt because the U.S. government runs at a deficit and borrows money for these things. Now, the real crux of the matter is if the U.S. failed to raise the debt ceiling, that would then send it into default. And if the United States, which is, for better or worse, the world's reserve currency, were to default on its debt, you'd be in an absolutely cataclysmic situation. I mean, the shock delivered to financial markets, not just in New York, but in London, Singapore, and everywhere else would be massive. And there would be all sorts of consequences from that alone. Setting that aside, the other issues that you mentioned, things like the the Ukraine aid or the funding of government business day-to-day here, those will become harder battles now, I think. There is a division in the Republican Party between those who are more traditional hawks and who want Ukraine to be funded in its fight against Russia and those who are more isolationists. And we've noted that tendency on Trump's part, but it is also a tendency that is reflected in some of these Congress people we've been talking about. And so it could be a rather grim 
situation for Ukraine in that respect. No coincidence, incidentally, Eamon, that um, the uh, Ukrainian president, Mr. Zelensky, uh, recently made, of course, his first in-person trip to Washington to try to bolster support for that effort. Yes, and he, he, he got some of what he wanted, but he by no means got all of what he wanted in terms of money and indeed of hardware for the battlefield. Mm. The other question that arises now, it seems to me, is the Jim Jordan chair of the Judiciary Committee. Donald Trump's legal problems have got significantly worse in the, in the past few weeks. Mm. There is a special counsel now, a man called Smith, a very experienced lawyer, has been appointed by the Department of Justice to investigate the Mar-a-Lago business and other matters that are potentially very serious for Trump. Can the Judiciary Committee interfere with the administration of justice in the case of Donald Trump, for example? Not to sound overly Bill Clinton-like about it, but it depends what the meaning of interfere is. <laughs> they, can in, they can investigate the Department of Justice. And just talk of them invest. I saw today, and I'm sorry mm. to interrupt you. Talk of them investigating the FBI. Yes, there is, and this is important because it goes obviously beyond Jim Jordan. One of the concessions that Kevin McCarthy made to the rebels in trying to get himself across the finish line was a committee with significant powers to investigate what those rebels call the weaponization of the federal government. Now, if there were weaponization of the federal government, that would, of course, be a worthy thing to investigate. The problem is that that phrase is essentially a euphemism for the old Trump charge that there was a deep state working yes. against him uh, in the FBI, in the Department of Justice, and various other places uh, to, to sink him or to... Uh, damage him. and Yeah, the deep state idea is something mm. that Marjorie Taylor Greene is quite attached to, mm. and there are more colourful things they believe in. For example, mm. that there's a group of paedophiles running the United States and maybe even the world. Mm. But we're, we're getting into an area here with somebody like her mm. that is surreal, but it's there. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's interesting how she is trying to uh, adjust her public image right now, not just in terms of supporting McCarthy from the outset, but suggesting that her uh, one-time support of QAnon, which is the theory that you're referring to, yes. was sort of a consequence of getting too deep into the internet, and she has now shifted away from that. But there is no question that she did uh, back that at one stage. There's no uh, doubt about the fact that she once seemed supportive of people on the internet who were talking about carrying out political assassinations, for example. Yes. Um, so there, there's another instance which is very famous here where she, prior to being in Congress, suggested that wildfires in California were being caused by uh, space lasers affiliated with a famous Jewish banking family. Right. Um, so, I mean, this is just bonkers stuff, a lot of it. And uh, now she is, of course, uh, quite an important Congress person and will be back on the committees from which she was banished and will be, uh, you know, if, if McCarthy were to displease her, she, as much as any other Republican, would have the potential or the capacity to call for a vote on ousting him. 
Now, the Russians will be watching this, of course, and the Chinese in particular, mm. who are seen as a growing threat in the Pacific, particularly in relation to Taiwan. It's not a great time. There's never a great time for people like that to control the House of Representatives effectively. Mm. But this is a particularly bad time given the instability that the United States has to face into and that the West in general has to face into and cannot do without the United States' support, as mm -hmm. the Ukraine business has shown us. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, not, not to belabor the point on Ukraine, but I mean, a number of these people who we're talking about are highly skeptical of aid to Ukraine. And that skepticism is part of a bigger picture of a sort of uh, America first, to use a Trumpism, yes. isolationism. Uh, I, it, not just a distrust of aid to Ukraine, but a distrust of multilateralism, often a distrust of European allies, certainly a distrust of getting enmeshed in foreign affairs. So all of that is, uh, I would say, worrisome from a Western European perspective, not just an Irish or British one, and uh, is certainly something that, that seems to indicate that those uh, isolationists or quasi-isolationists will have a lot of power and a lot of influence. And even though the president has more leeway on foreign policy than on some other issues. Congress still holds the power of the purse, as it's always referred to, the capacity to actually spend money on stuff. And uh, that's obviously vitally important at the moment. Now, this rump, if you like, of the Republican Congress that has really taken power, they are also what you might call the Fox News people, aren't they? I mean, mm -hmm. they are the products very often of publicity on Fox they listen to Fox, as does former President Donald Trump. This isn't a great day for the United States. Can I ask you what the general view that is taken by you and your colleagues in Washington, political insiders, people who are not alarmist, but are realistic? Take, well, what, do, what view do they take now? I think the main or one of the main concerns is just a gridlock in Cap on Capitol Hill, it will be extremely difficult now for President Biden or the Democrats to get anything much through. But the converse is also true. These Republicans who do have a narrow majority in the House of Representatives can pass lots of things, but almost all of those things will immediately bog down in the Senate. Now, whether you're a conservative or liberal, you could argue, well, that, that then limits the damage from either side. The problem is that it limits uh, effectiveness of government. It limits the capacity of the government to actually react to the many challenges that are facing the United States domestically and around the world. And the subsequent or consequent problem from that is if government is not responsive to those needs, then you create a vacuum into which all sorts of demagogues and shady people can yes. rush claiming that they have the solution at hand. Um, we haven't mentioned, Eamon, um, the fact that 
uh, you and I have been talking about authoritarianism and and uh, demagoguery in the United States, and we see what has, of course, happened in Brazil over the past yes. 24 or 48 hours. So all of these things are real threats to democracies, and when democracy gets bogged down, that is obviously a very bad thing. Yeah, just a, a couple of final questions, Niall. The likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, and those who coalesce around them. Jordan was asked last week if he wanted to be speaker. He said, I've no interest in being speaker. Mm -hmm. They aren't really interested at the moment in the power per se. Mm -hmm. Am I right in saying their thing is what Trump's thing was initially, disruption. And that disrupting the the order of things in in Washington is really very important to them rather than being part of any administration at this stage. It's just disruption. Yeah, I think that's true in a lot of cases. And one thing that's notable is that the Republicans who are not of that ilk, I noticed, have stopped calling themselves moderate or center-right and now refer to themselves as governing Republicans or Republicans who are interested in governing. And what they're pointing out there is that the Matt Gaetzes and Lauren Boberts of the world don't really appear to have much interest in that at all. They're much more interested in stoking the fires, in getting on Fox News, in uh, keeping a certain social media following. And that, I think, is one thing that is noteworthy. The other thing I'll just say about Jim Jordan, Eamon, is when he sa- I saw him say that thing that you're talking about, that he had no interest in being speaker. Um, being speaker is actually a terrible job right now. I mean, it's like McCarthy is going to be, yes, in a position of nominal power, but yeah. actually a position of responsibility without real power yes. and a constant state of chaos. I mean, it's going to be a pretty grim experience for him, I suspect. And I have to tell you, Niall, nobody in Ireland has yet come out to claim <laughs> that he was related to them in any way whatsoever. So the Irish are pretty good at politics, so maybe it won't uh, be so bad. Sure. And I just put a final point to you. Is it an ominous or is it an aberration, would you say? I don't think it's an aberration. I do think it is emblematic of the Republican Party moving right and the hard right in the Republican Party having very significant power to the point where it can bend more moderate figures to its will. Okay, Niall, thank you very much for joining us from Washington. That's Niall Stanich, Associate Editor of The Hill and a very, very popular contributor to this podcast. Thank you, Niall. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.